This is something I've been confused by and struggled with for years. I had a friend named Jocelyn. I have vivid memories of Jocelyn and the things that we used to do together. This isn't a childhood friend, but someone I was friends with well into my late teens and early 20s. I can remember us working at the same restaurant, both in the kitchen slinging pizza. I have an old public online diary dating back to 2004, and Jocelyn is mentioned a lot throughout the years and years of entries. The problem is, no one else seems to remember her. There are no photos of us together, despite memories of taking photos. My parents and siblings have no memory of me ever having a friend named Jocelyn. I'm unable to find her on any social media. It's like she never really existed. What's even more odd, the one thing I can't remember is where she went or what happened to her. I've come up with many theories over the years. Perhaps I suffered some sort of trauma and this was a coping mechanism. Or maybe I somehow moved between universes and realities, but some of my memories remain intact. Perhaps my OCD diagnosis and subsequent medical treatments have also cured or treated a second undiagnosed disorder that created Jocelyn. Has anyone else experienced anything like this? I'd love to get an answer to this mystery, but I fear it will always be just that, a mystery. One evening I was sitting in my living room reading my favorite book when I heard someone clearing their throat. <clears throat> For context, it was already dark outside and I had the lights on which meant that I could see the room and myself in the window taking up the entirety of the opposite wall. I looked up and around, wondering where that came from considering I live alone. When I couldn't see anyone in the room except me, the reflection, I figured I had imagined it, but a couple of minutes later, I heard it again. <clears throat> again I looked around. I wasn't worried because I had encounters like this a few times before. But then I noticed something very strange. When I looked in the mirror, my reflection looked back at me and smirked, and he wasn't holding the book I still had in my hands. In the reflection, it was lying on the table in front of me. Then he struck up a conversation. He wasn't too pleased with some of the decisions that I had made previously. Apparently my subconscious, or whatever the heck he is, disagreed with my decisions. This happened about a week ago or so. He hasn't talked to me since, but I still catch my reflection smirking at me when no one else is looking. I decided to spend the night at my boyfriend's house during the week once. He has a dog so we had to walk her. Normally I would stay home while I wait for them to come back, but it was late so for some reason I went with them this time. We walk outside and obviously it's really dark. It's around 1 a.m., so nothing unusual. Everything was quiet like it should be, and we were just walking when out of nowhere, the sky became really bright for a second. It looked like lightning struck really close to us and it almost became day, but we waited for the sound of thunder and it never came. We both saw this and tried to figure out what it was. It couldn't be lightning because the sky was so clear. Later, I even checked an app on my iPad to see the weather, and there were no clouds close to us. We started to head home, and it happened again. It also happened close to his house on another day. We still don't know what it is, 
I was goofing in my kitchen and kind of trying to juggle three apples with various success rates. I drop one, and since we have tiled floor in the kitchen, I prepare to hear a crunch of the apple breaking, or at the very least, a thud of it hitting the floor. Nope. Nothing. No sound, and more importantly, no apple. There was no way it bounced because I would have heard it. It literally had nowhere to go. I looked everywhere and still couldn't find it. I don't know what to make of this experience, and I want my apple back. I decided to do Lyft as a side hustle and around 4am this morning, it was time for me to take people to work and for them to start their day. A side note, I never believed this whole matrix thing or a parallel universe, but this is mildly alarming to me. I took these passengers to Phoenix, and we were saying how I could just finish up after that ride and go home, since I lived just 5 minutes west of them. I dropped them off and I vividly remember looking at my compass on the digital screen of my car and proceeded west on the road I'd taken literally hundreds of times. I can see the high-rises and skyscrapers, the city I love so much, and I remember admiring it because the city looks so pretty under the cold, dark November sky. I was with cars following light traffic. A white Nissan was in front of me. I took a glance at my speed to make sure I was following the speed limit, and I kid you not, when I looked up less than a second later, I was in a rural part where Scottsdale meets Mesa, no buildings, no houses, no streetlights or cars. It was a desolate space with nobody. I was so caught off guard, I looked at my compass, and I was driving east. I tried to logically debunk it, but I couldn't. I then had to look up directions for my home because I had no idea where I was. I remember feeling this vibe, and the closest thing I can describe it as was impending doom. I didn't feel comfortable at all. Here's where it gets more freaky. When going west, I go on Thomas Road, and I was on Thomas because my passengers were on Thomas. But when I looked up, I was then on McDowell and Pima. Pima and McDowell is about 20 minutes from where I live. How did I get 20 minutes away in a nanosecond, in the opposite direction on a different road? I finally found a freeway and it took the full 20 minutes to be back to where I originally was. My friend Adriana and I had to switch cars on this particular day, which was kind of out of the normal. We never switch cars. But I think we were supposed to be together on this night for a reason. The reason I don't know yet, though. Also on this particular day, it just happened to be Friday the 13th and a full super blood moon. Coincidence? Maybe. These are the only logical explanations I've come up with. Since we had to switch cars on that day, I had to pick up Adriana from work at a local country club in our town. I brought with me my boyfriend's dog, Caesar, who's a French-American bulldog mix. When I picked up Adriana, it was around 10.45 p.m. on a Friday night. Fridays and Saturdays are the main nights for this country club to make money, as they were extremely busy all the time on the weekends. It's called the Atlantic City Country Club, and it has a long line of history dating back to 1898, and has been claimed to be haunted. Keep that in mind. As we left the country club, Adriana realized that she left something at work. 
We stopped at our house prior to get clothes because we were having a sleepover at my house, and by the time we got back to the country club, an hour had passed. We arrived back at 11.45pm. When we got back to the country club, there were no cars in the front parking lot, which was odd. Earlier, when I had picked up Adriana, she told me that there was a wedding party going on, and that it was a surprise that she got out early. When we got there, the country club looked the same. However, you could tell that there was not a soul there from the lack of cars and how quiet it was. A wedding party was going on, so you would think that there would be a lot of noise in a parking lot filled with cars, but there wasn't. As we pulled up to the front, she told me to sit in the car while she ran in. She walked up to the front, and the front doors were locked, and it was dark inside. At this time, we both heard music coming from the side entrance. However, this music wasn't modern-day music. It sounded like a record player from the 1900s, or at least the 1920s era. We both looked at each other, confused. Due to the front door being locked, Adriana said that she would go to the side entrance where the music was coming from, because maybe that's where the wedding was. Before she walked to the side entrance, we both heard what sounded like a bunch of men having a serious discussion among the music. As she walked to the side entrance, I got that feeling in my stomach that I didn't want to be alone. It's almost like the air turned thick, and I couldn't breathe. As she walked to the side entrance, I saw her walk to the doors and linger there for a bit. I saw that she had knocked and waited. I also saw movement behind the blinds in the side area and it looked like a bunch of figures moving around. After this, she came running to the car in a panic. When I asked her what was wrong, she had to calm down to tell me. During this time, the dog started getting irritated and what seemed like uncomfortable. Adriana had told me that when she walked up to the door, she could hear men talking and music in the background. The music was still from the 1900s era. When she knocked on the door, she said the men turned silent and one man in particular said, Wait a second, who is that? In a serious, creepy tone. A tone as if no one should be there, and they, or whoever it was, was caught. Adriana said that she got the feeling that she shouldn't wait around to see what would happen if they opened the door. Almost like when your sixth sense is so strong that you need to trust your gut and run the hell out of there. After she told me this, we got so extremely freaked out and decided to go around to the corner to the employee lot. To our surprise, there was not a single car in the parking lot except for the company car that's always there. Even more freaked out, we decided to take the back entrance to the main road which goes through the groundkeeper's area. While we were going through the groundkeeper's area, Adriana said that she had never seen the area before, even though she had worked there for three years. In particular, she said a certain building, with a light on, that we both saw, was a building she had never seen before either. The building was old and run down. This was not a building at a high-class, modern-day country club. We were so freaked out, we didn't even stop. What felt like an eternity to get out onto the main road had only been five minutes. There is no way only five minutes had passed after all of this. At the very minimum, at least 30 minutes. For the next hour or two, it's all we talked about, trying to come up with reasonable explanations as to what happened. This isn't the creepy part. We decided that Adriana was going to text her manager, fellow employees, and the banquet employees to see what was going on the next day. 
Adriana's manager, other employees, and additional banquet employees all texted her back the next day, claiming they didn't even leave the country club until 2 a.m. They also said that the wedding party was so big that there was nowhere to park in all of the parking lots. We were speechless. Of course, everyone thought we were lying because they claimed that there was no way we couldn't find anyone or that all the doors were locked because there was an overwhelming number of people there until 2 a.m. and the side entrance had also been closed off for remodeling. This happened when I was in elementary school in Colorado. I don't live there now. I believe fifth grade, I'm 25 now. However, I constantly think about what happened to this day. Anyway, let me start off with something that I can't make sense of, but it also ties to what I'm about to say. I don't know what it was, but when I was a kid, I would see this knee-level beige, four-legged, I assumed, really blurry thing from the corner of my eye or I would see it moving fast around the environment around me. I don't know if it was a ghost or something of that nature. I was never able to see it clearly, so I made guesses about what it was and what it looked like, but it wasn't a living thing. As for the shape, I don't know, just the color. I just know I saw it often, regardless if I moved states and whatnot. I don't know what it was, I noticed that the times I would see this beige thing were increasing, and I wondered what the hell was even happening or if I was going crazy. Well, one day, my twin sister and I were walking up the hill to get to our bus stop for school. On the way there, I saw the beige thing in the corner of my eye, and somewhat appeared to go past me and up to where my sister was. She was walking ahead of me. But at the same time I saw this, I looked up to see a mountain lion run from out of the woods next to us and jump on my sister, attacking her. I remember hearing my sister let out a blood-curling scream, and I, in return, screamed her name out of fear. I couldn't believe what I was seeing and closed my eyes. I didn't want to see my sister get attacked. It was all so fast. However, just when I yelled my sister's name, I hear my sister angrily yell, What? I then opened my eyes and my sister was just standing there, staring at me. She was just facing me and somewhat mad that I yelled out her name the way I did. I remember looking around, but nothing at all appeared to have happened. No mountain lion, no beige blur, just my sister and myself. I asked, with fear in my voice, if my sister saw the mountain lion run up to her and she just chuckled and angrily told me, <laughs> no, and then proceeded to call me an idiot. I don't know what happened, but some glitch had to have occurred. I recently got fired from my job with applied behavior analysis. I worked with children with autism and had other jobs dealing with therapy for over seven years. Before I got fired, I had a session with this one child I will name Callie. For confidentiality reasons, I'm going to change the name and change the age. This will not affect the glitch in my account. Callie is about 8 years old, has a genetic disorder, in the past had a cleft lip, and is a mute. Callie chews on toys, hair ties, beads, necklaces, pens, and pencils. 
One day during session, Callie opened her mouth. Callie's whole tongue, and only her tongue, was light glowing neon green. It looked like her tongue was missing, and a green screen where her tongue was supposed to be was there. That's the best way I can describe it, as if a movie green screen was in her tongue area. After three seconds, she closed her mouth. I was so surprised that I started forcing her to open her mouth to make sure she was not eating candy, hair ties, or drink Kool-Aid, or had a green colored marker in her mouth. After I opened her mouth to make sure there was nothing in there, everything was normal. Callie's tongue was back to being pink, textured, and had no sign of neon green anywhere. Her mom was on the computer in that session and had her back to us. Her mom refuses to give her any sweetened drinks, and she's only allowed to drink water. After all my years working in therapy, nothing this strange has ever happened to me. Callie's missing tongue, replaced with green neon light, felt or looked like a real-life computer game, and the computer programmer forgot to fill in the tongue, or not enough memory or RAM, to run that simulation of a tongue. I work at a retail store, pretty popular one, its color is red, and I was walking to go stock something. I see this lady with a baby in her cart walking in front of me. My wife and I have had baby fever, so I look over, and I stopped. The baby's face looked like a video game model who hadn't loaded in. It was a face, but it looked like a terrible old video game's graphics. I thought at first maybe the baby had a deformity. But about 20 seconds later, the face just became normal. I thought I just missaw it, until I talked to the guy who was working near me who saw the exact same thing, only it was the baby's face going from normal to weird a little bit earlier. I'll start off with incident one. This was a couple of weeks ago. For background, I have my computer desk with two large monitors and a speaker system. On the desk and a set of drawers next to each other with my TV above it. There was room between the drawers and the desk to just fit my hair dryer between to get it out of the way. Anyway, this particular day I slid my hair dryer in the place I usually do, and then went into town to do some errands. Upon coming home, my hair dryer is on the floor in front of the desk and drawers and I could no longer fit it in the same place I usually do. The space is tiny now, and there is no way these two things could have been moved easily. There's also no one else around that could have done it, and it wouldn't have been an easy task. Nothing else was out of place or any different either. Perhaps there is another logical explanation, but there is nothing I can think of honestly. Second thing happened today. This morning, as I was leaving for university, I grabbed my backpack and I put it on my back, as well as my handbag over my shoulder and my thermos. I distinctly remember putting my handbag in the car and having it near me, but when I got out of the car and grabbed all of my things, I realized I didn't have it. I went back home and found it sitting on the bench where I had it next to my backpack. This could have just been a false memory, but I swear I grabbed it. I remember putting it over my shoulder and grabbing my coffee before going out the door. I also remember putting it in the footbay of the passenger side of my car.
This happened a few years back when I was about 15. My mom and I were in line for self-checkout at Target. We had stepped up to the checkout line, placed the basket down on the side of the machine, and before we even began scanning, all of the items in our cart were already scanned. We were so in awe that we had called over for help and asked if there was a new program or something of the sort. The employee was confused and said no. We explained to the employee what happened, but the reaction they had was just as confused as we were, but brushed it off with a laugh and continued on with their day. My mom and I were still confused, but we proceeded to just pay, since everything was already accounted for. Literally every single one of our items was accounted for, and we only had about six things. I tried to look it up on Google to see if there was a checkout scanner that had some kind of program like this to avoid theft or something, but I couldn't find anything online about it. We were confused but never spoke about it again, just laughed it off at how weird it was. Looking back, another scenario could have been that someone went to check out their things, scanned all of their items that were coincidentally the same as ours, but decided not to pay and left. But seriously, what are the odds of that? Pretty slim. A year ago, my buddy and I visited our friend. He had an empty place. There were only three of us in the house that evening. We were playing some music on YouTube and then decided to go to the store to get some beer and snacks. My buddy and I went to the store situated three minutes away from the house. Important to the story, the track on YouTube had just began as we left the house. It's eight minutes and 22 seconds long. Our friend decided to stay and wait until we came back. On our way, we were fooling around, dropping random jokes and whatnot for like 15 minutes. We bought what we needed, so we headed back to the house. We knocked on the door, just to see our friend, scared as hell. He was pale as a sheet of paper. He was just standing and looking at us, completely shocked. At first, we thought he was just joking with us, but it didn't seem to be the case. He swore that he felt like seconds had just passed between us leaving and returning from the store. Still thinking it was a joke, I noticed that the track mentioned was only at around two minutes, no loop or autoplay, and my friend convinced me that he didn't put it at two minutes. I believed him because he was visibly scared and confused. In five plus years of hanging out with him, I never saw him like that. To this day, we haven't found a rational explanation for this. Call me an idiot, but I didn't actually know what appendicitis was until I was 19. I have extreme generalized anxiety disorder, so it was somewhat normal for me to obsess and worry about something new like this, but something felt different about this particular case. As the years went on, I'd catch myself checking for pain and signs of organ distress every time I woke up, and I even talked to a counselor about it in hopes to make myself feel better about my irrational fear. Things got even more bizarre after I said it out loud to her. I knew for sure that when it happened, I'd be on my way home from my counselor's house, writhing in pain with every twist and turn of the road, and ready to face what had become my worst fear. I could even see a hospital doctor informing me, well, your appendix does look a little large. 
in each of my obsessive daydreams. What an odd detail, but it was clear as day. I started getting some severe GI issues at the age of 27, which still haven't resolved. Life is awesome. But for an entire two-year stretch, I knew without a doubt that it was coming to get me, and it was all down to a matter of when. I finally got the stomach ache, but headed off to counseling thinking it was just heartburn or something like that. I almost spent the entire hour squirming around in pain, like a beheaded snake, but I decided to leave 20 minutes early because something told me there was no reason for me to be in this amount of pain. I tried to block out the reality of what was happening because it looked exactly like my nightmares or daydreams. Driving home, in unspeakable pain, knowing exactly what would happen next. Finally, when I got my wife to come home from out of town to drive me 45 minutes to the hospital, I got some CT scans. Your appendix does look a little large and swollen, is exactly what the doctor said. I have no idea why I predicted any of these things happening. Thankfully, everything was fine. Well, they took my appendix out, but I lived. But I don't know how I could have predicted any of this. Appendicitis isn't even as common as I originally thought. And the other two details are just plain weird tidbits of something that actually happened. I worked in a busy cafe about 10 years ago. I had tons of regulars and got to memorizing their orders. The front of the cafe had a big window where I could see people coming, and if it wasn't busy and I saw a regular coming, I would start on their order so it would be super quick for them by the time they came in. During the mornings, I kind of worked on autopilot, fulfilling orders and making small talk. I saw this fellow coming, so I made a small coffee with milk and sugar and put a blueberry danish in a bag. He came in and I put his order on the counter. He said, good morning. I said, good morning, here you go. And he said, what? I haven't ordered yet. And I said, yeah, small coffee with milk and sugar and a blueberry danish to go, right? Yes, that's what I was going to order, but I haven't. And I said, it's what you always get. I'm not even from here. I've never been to this cafe before. And we just kind of stared at each other for half a minute. I laughed, but he seemed annoyed and freaked out. He ended up buying it, but I never saw him again. A few years ago, I was in a head-on collision with a truck on the highway. I had six of my friends in the car with me, and we all walked away with just scratches and bruises, but the truth is, we shouldn't have. For about three days, I felt like my body was an empty vessel without a consciousness. On the third day, I experienced the glitch. I was sitting at my boyfriend's house drinking a beer. I placed it on the nightstand next to me as I answered a text from my best friend asking to borrow my denim jacket. I agreed, no problem, as we share all of our clothes. When I looked up, my boyfriend had just entered the room holding his own beer, and this made me want mine, but when I went to reach for it, it wasn't there. I looked around, and I saw all the way across the room on the dresser. My boyfriend was not in the room at the time at all, and the beer was just sitting right next to me. There was no way that he could have moved it without me seeing. 
I try to shake it off, but then it gets weirder. I get home later, and I see a denim jacket draped on the kitchen chair. But when I inspect it further, it looks nothing like my jacket. This was my mom's jacket she bought from the Levi outlet in the 90s that she eventually gave to me. I've had this jacket forever, and it was a staple in my wardrobe, so there is no way I could have been confused about how it looked. So I ask my friend where my jacket is. She says, on the chair in the kitchen. I say, no, it must be someone else's, that's not mine. She swears up and down that she left it there, so I bring her in the kitchen and show her. She looks at the jacket and immediately does not recognize it, agreeing with me that it's not my jacket. We've had a lot of parties, so thinking that somebody left it behind and maybe took mine on accident, I pick it up. I find multiple craft stains of glitter and puffy paint all over that I got on my denim jacket my freshman year of college. This is when I get complete goosebumps, and we call my other friend who was in the car with us to come look at it. She agrees that it's not my jacket, and then I show her the stains, and her face completely turns white. I went to look in my phone for pictures of me in the jacket, and suddenly, didn't have any. This jacket is also from Levi, but the cut is much tighter and the wash is way darker. There's also stitching in the front that was never there. My original jacket was way oversized and very light acid washed, so these two jackets are extremely different. For the first day or two, all of my friends and roommates had the same reaction as well without me giving any background at all. My theory is I died in that accident, and my consciousness was transferred to a different timeline where my mother purchased a different denim jacket. I don't like to wear it as much anymore, partly because it's not as cute as my previous reality jacket, but mostly because it creeps me out a whole lot every time I look at it. <laughs>